This episode is sponsored by GummyCube. Did you know that GummyCube has a number of popular services for app entrepreneurs like us, but they have something called Focus Group, which actually helps you optimize your icons, your screenshots, and your videos. And to learn more, go to www.gummycube.com and go and click on the Focus Group uh, iPhone that you can see on the homepage. So go to GummyCube, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com and thanks to GummyQ for being such a great sponsor of the show. This show is supported by Apptentive. Apptentive work with thousands of app developers to drive downloads, boost ratings, increase loyalty, and earn customer love. So to sign up for a free consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And thank you so much to Apptentive for supporting this show. Hi, my name is Omri Luckman. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Univox, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. I love the show. It takes me everywhere, all around the world, and I get to meet some of the, the best startup founders, entrepreneurs, app founders uh, to help you, to help you in your journey as an app entrepreneur and app founder yourself. Uh, remember that you can go and get full notes on the show notes uh, at uh, theappguy.co, theappguy.co. This is episode 373, uh, which you can then just search for and get all the links. So you don't need to write stuff down. Just bear in mind that you can go to the website and get the things. So let me uh, introduce today's guest. I'm really excited by this. It's uh, His name is Omar Enbar, and he is the co-founder CEO of Sensibo. And we're going to go through his journey. Uh, he has got an awesome startup he's going to tell us about and uh, also what it's like to be an entrepreneur. So Omar, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. So, well, tell us about your situation then. You're uh, in Israel, I believe, and uh, you're the co-founder CEO of Sensibo. What, what are you getting up to? That's right. So, um, so Sensibo is an Internet of Things uh, company startup. Uh, we're doing consumer stuff. Um, so it's a totally cool field and... Uh, uh, lots, lots of uh, things going on, and specifically, we started with uh, doing air conditioning and climate control because we found a huge opportunity there, and we build a, a fantastic uh, consumer gadget that makes any air conditioner smart. I, I love it already. <laughs> so, uh, so really, then it's um, the Internet of Things. What what helped you get into this space? What was the trigger that that brought you into the Internet of Things? Well, I always loved uh, smart home and uh, the concept and what um, what you can do with that. Uh, but it was not ready uh, up until now. Uh, the classical smart home was too expensive and it got uh, old very fast. And it was it actually uh, made you work more and uh, you had to be a little bit techy and, th and things like that. And um, when I decided to start uh, to to create a startup and uh, found it. Um, I looked at a couple of uh, options, and the smart home uh, and the IoT because it's uh, so uh, uh, it's ready right now. Um, it was a, a great choice for for me and my uh, co-founder. Yeah, what really changed then? I mean, we've got big companies coming out of the US that Google bought called Nest. 
Uh, we've obviously got uh, things coming out on the iPhone, like, such as HomeKit. Uh, what what uh, really was the, the big help to make this turn from geeky to, you know, like early adopted to, to kind of more mainstream? Yeah, so there are a couple of, uh, of things that might uh, contribute. And of course, uh, this is my opinion. But I think that um, first, uh, mobile. So the iPhone and Android and everything that happened with the smartphones uh, enabled uh, this uh, upcoming revolution. So first it started with apps and everything you can do with your smartphone, but now it really enabled you to, to actually have a real smart home. Uh, before that, you had all kinds of panels and wiring and things like that. Uh, another, another thing is that connectivity became uh, much more affordable. So for me to, um, to create a device that is connected uh, makes much more sense today than it was 10 years ago um, because it's more affordable. And third, um, yeah, a company like Nest uh, uh, paved the way and actually showed us that it's possible and consumers are willing to, um, they want it and they are willing to, uh, to pay a, a, a bit of a premium to get a smart device. Um, and so, so everything together actually uh, makes this happen. And, and, of so, course, and of course, another thing is that the crowdfunding platforms actually enabled a lot of startups to, uh, to validate uh, the idea before investing a lot of money in creating the, the product. This is so exciting. I love the Internet of Things. And Omar, I would love you to walk us through like the smart home of the future as you see it and where it's going. So um, I'm, I'm assuming that you mentioned air conditioning and climate control. Uh, I, I'm guessing that before we even get home, we can log on using our apps to uh, a system and then control the temperature back at our homes by not even being there. Yeah, so that's right. And this is only uh, one part of the picture, and it's a good start. But uh, we're going uh, somewhere completely different. We're going with the Internet of Things, and specifically I'm talking about uh, the consumer and smart home. Uh, there are so many other fields in the Internet of Things. But with the consumer, we are actually approaching uh, a different home of what we're f familiar with. Uh, it doesn't exist yet, but it's coming. And um, what enables it is that uh, a lot of devices can talk to each other. Um, so even though we're, uh, we have now smart air conditioners uh, and we do not have smart sleep monitors uh, or smart beds, uh, we can connect to the, to, to the bed and actually uh, leverage it in order to create an experience that is not only uh, individual to the smart AC, but it's, it's everything. So, uh, when you're sleeping and su suddenly you're in deep sleep, um, the air conditioner can change uh, temperatures, can uh, set it to another thing. And when you're in light sleep, it can change it. When you're waking up, it can set temperature. And everything should be uh, as easy as possible and seamless as possible and not being uh, configured because this is the one big thing that you don't want it to be, um, to, to start uh, entering all kinds of configurations and settings um, and, and doing all this, uh, the messy stuff. I totally agree with you in terms of uh, not having something complicated to set up. And uh, I love that idea that it, it can actually take your habits that it will um, find from, you know, maybe your phone and uh, then correlate that to uh, the climate of your house. 
So, uh, uh, and uh, how have you found the consumer reaction with the potential of you know monitoring people's sleep and when they take a shower, that kind of stuff? Uh, do you feel like consumers are ready for this? Um, so I think it it builds up because um, if if you take a too large step, um, sometimes you get. Uh, a rejection or uh, you're getting uh, antagonized with your product. But I think that um, once uh, we're, we're taking small steps, um, not just because uh, as a tactic, but because this is how uh, you build you build stuff one step at a time. And I think that people and consumers, um, they see the benefit of it and they start realizing that um, actually uh, leveraging the technology and doing it cautiously, of course, not just uh, uh, giving away everything, but understanding what is the benefit and what is the risk, um, and understanding that this is uh, where we're going to, and understanding that you can save energy and you can make your life more comfortable. Um, and I, I think that the value is much greater than any uh, potential risk, and uh, people ac- start accepting it. And a lot of people listening to this show, Omar, are you know maybe thinking of starting their own startup, or uh, they want to follow down the same path as you. Uh, how easy has it been to to pick this subject and and get support from stakeholders like you know investors? I'm guessing that people are getting really excited by this whole field because it is so new and so like interesting. Have you found that? Um. So yes, there's a lot of hype about the Internet of Things, but um, so so it, it really depends uh, where where the capital is, and the capital is uh, some some of it is industri- uh, Internet of Things of industrial uh, machines, and a lot of it goes to agriculture, uh, and some of it goes to consumer as well. Um, so there's always a challenge with investors because uh, there's a lot of competition, and uh, you have to prove. What okay? You have a cool product, but you have uh, uh, to show uh, where you are going. What's the big vision, and how you are going to do that? So, although the money is, can be readily available, uh, it's still it's still uh, it's still it's still not so easy. So um, it's there, but you have to fight for it. That's <laughs> yeah, so refreshing to hear because I'm sure that there can be someone listening to this right now who thinks it's actually easy when you pick a hot topic. Uh, but uh, in terms of, again, maybe funding, uh, how has that been for you? Any advice that you can give to, to anyone who is, is currently going through their own funding round or um, you know, potentially bootstrapping their own company? What, what have you learned from your experience? Wow. So um, <laughs> I learned a lot. And of course, it's just uh, my experience. There are so many uh, other things that I've heard, uh, other stories. But for my experience, first, uh, my company, we did a crowdfunding campaign, but we did it after we were funded, um, which I think was a smart choice because um, for a a complicated and complex um, hardware product, uh, mostly crowdfunding is not enough to make it happen. Uh, Maybe it can cover the production costs. But I think that... um, my advice, my advice is that uh, you probably should have uh, prior funding. And the idea is that you have to show that your idea is not easily copied um, and that uh, you have a clear strategy, at least 
uh, your story is clear about uh, what's your approach and how you're going to leverage it and not finish the uh, finish as a, a one trick pony and just sell one device and uh, it will be copied of course if it's successful uh, and so what's the strategy there once you show the strategy and the vision um, investors are much more willing uh, to consider it uh, especially in the seed round and the a round I wondered, like, just switching gears slightly, I would love to know if you um, have any advice for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur and not have to report to a boss. Is it a path worth going down? <laughs> well, first, uh, you do have uh, bosses because uh, you have the investors. So they are, um, they are a kind of a boss. Uh, but of course, it's very, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, very individual. Um, and I think I really, I can't look back right now. I think it's uh, the best choice I've ever done. Um, it comes with a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, of course, um, risk for personally, of course, because uh, building your own company, um, you don't know what if it's going to to succeed or not, and you have to um, to uh, to compensate on the on the salary and things like that. Um, and but I think it's for for someone who wants to do it. I say I say just just do it. Just jump to the cold water uh, because when you're sitting in the office in your previous job and uh, you're thinking about it. Um, uh, you you probably have your doubts and you are probably a bit afraid, but I think that once you actually start jumping and start swimming, uh, you see that uh, it's actually a fun uh, and a fun adventure. You learn a lot. So in the last two years that I'm in this business, I learned so much that I uh, couldn't possibly learn in any other ways. Not studying an MBA and not uh, doing my uh, previous uh, job as a developer. Uh, and with all that knowledge, uh, even if even if uh, this company fails, and uh, even if it fails like financially, uh, we still deliver the product, and so there, there is success. So first, it's all the adventure and all that all that I learned. I can uh, I can leverage that uh, to make this company more successful now and others in the future if it will be like that. Yeah, and uh, Omar, you mentioned crowdfunding there as well. I mean, which platform did you end up going with? So we went with uh, Indiegogo. And I'm guessing it has more uh, to do with not only the finance, but uh, the market validation. Is that what you found? So, yeah, for us, we did it because first uh, it was market validation. Uh, although there are a couple of, uh, uh, it's, it's not 100% uh, certain that if uh, your product is successful on crowdfunding, it's successful uh, everywhere in the world uh, because there's a, there are a lot of early adopters there. Um, but more than, more than the validation, you get a lot of, uh, um, of PR and a lot of, uh, of leads from a potential business uh, associate and partners. Uh, so before the crowdfunding, you're pretty much under the radar but after that, people uh, noticed you and they call you instead of you uh, searching and doing your, your own uh, business development and, um, and seeking for partnerships. So it really helps in that matter. So I have 
the good fortune of having a highly relevant sponsor for you to go and try out. It's Gummy Cube, and they will ask you this one question. What gives you a better return on investment than a user acquisition advertising campaign? And the answer is App Store optimization. You need to be spending your money on making sure that you are doing everything right when it comes to App Store optimization. And this is about really getting um, in front of your target audience, identifying who they are, define your app's core features and unique value proposition, and review competitor App Store ratings and reviews, research competitor branding, positioning keywords and category, uh, optimizing your icon for uh, focus groups. I mean, uh, these are all things that uh, Gummy Key will help you out with and uh, I think they'll take away the headache when it comes to trying to think about App Store optimization. So to go and check them out, go to www.gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. And I want to thank Gummy Cube for just continuing to support the show. So this is the opportunity I have to thank my sponsor, Apptentive. Now, Apptentive, if you go to their website, it's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. Uh, you'll be able to get a free mo mobile uh, consultation, but also uh, they'll probably send you, uh, if you ask, um, a ebook that has 55 pages and uh, actually has never seen before data from their Apptentive 2015 consumer survey. It's really everything you need to know about App Store ratings and reviews. Now, we know that uh, ratings and reviews climb you up the charts. And in fact, I've seen from the podcast, it doesn't take that many ratings or reviews of five star to get you uh, higher up in the charts. Uh, the same is for apps. So you need to know about App Store ratings and reviews. Uh, go and check out their uh, book. It's an ebook. Uh, as I say, go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy, apptentive.com forward slash app guy, sign up for the free mobile consultation and get the uh, ebook as well if you request that. Uh, it's also on their site if you just search around. Uh, have a look, it's great. Thanks very much to Apptentive for being such a great continued sponsor of this show. Omar, there's two more things we need to do before I say goodbye to you. Uh, one is that we love to understand um, how to promote our own businesses, how to launch our own products and apps and services. Uh, I wondered if we could kind of tap into you on anything you've learned from your promotional efforts uh, to get the word out about Sensibo? Um, yeah, so so for us at least, it was, uh, first, it was a combination of the crowdfunding, which was uh, getting the word out. Uh, we prepared for it with a PR firm that helped us reach out to all kind of uh, leading uh, magazines and uh, blogs and uh, others. Um, so we got a lot of uh, a lot of boosts during that uh, with all of with all of what we did with the PR, and um, yeah, and after that uh, you need to expect that even if you have uh, a specific uh, boost in PR and advertising uh, and free press, after that it usually uh, uh, you can't uh, go on forever and. Uh, um, and actually surf on that wave. Uh, so, so you have to plan for, for uh, specific PR boosts and then um, try to generate uh, more stuff as you go and more uh, interesting uh, things in your app that can actually make uh, news and then you can have more and more. 
to stay relevant. I love it. I and mean, what I'm learning from you there is that uh, almost like every update or everything that's a significant change is a relaunch in itself and, and you know, a newsworthy topic or uh, a story behind it. So uh, definitely something we could all learn from you, Omar. Uh, the last thing is that this is a show about apps and we wouldn't, it wouldn't be right if we didn't ask you what's on your smartphone. <laughs> so I wondered if you could pull out your phone and uh, give us one or two apps that you may use uh, either in your business or personal life. Yes. Um, well, so my most used apps are, um, uh, of course, uh, Gmail, uh, then uh, Facebook, which is a must. And then uh, Reddit and Medium. I think that uh, um, the content is very interesting for me for the things that I subscribe to and I like reading the stuff there. So uh, these are my favorite. Yeah, let's talk about Medium because they have just had a recent update and I do, I do um, notice that there's a lot more push notifications coming through uh, from different people that you follow. And uh, are you finding it uh, like the latest update is, is pretty cool? So I, I, yeah, they are pretty cool. I actually, um, I, I don't like to get push notifications, uh, too much noise uh, <laughs> during the day. Uh, so I do it uh, by uh, pulling uh, when I have time. Uh, but I really like the, the design. I really like the features. Uh, it's really great. And, and I absolutely love the content. Uh, they have lots of great, uh, great blogs there. Are you actually co uh, contributing and doing lots of writing yourself or blogging on Medium? So I want to, but uh, it just didn't happen until now. <laughs> well, you see there, Omar, uh, as we're speaking, um, I'm on Product Hunt today with a, um, uh, some, a site that I helped make, uh, which is called uh, Eyeless. I love your story, eyeless.com. And uh, uh, the idea behind it is uh, as you're writing, you do not see all the noise. You only see um, the last word, if you like, or even nothing and uh, just helps you kind of create. Because I think a lot of people are like you where we know we need to do more writing uh, and more content creation, but just trying to get around to it is, is pretty hard, would you, would you say? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, that's, that's uh, the exact point. Writing uh, takes uh, a long time and you have a busy day, uh, you have a family, you have everything, uh, so you need to get to it. Um, and then, uh, of course, for people that uh, didn't do a lot of writing before, uh, honing it and owning your skill uh, takes a lot of effort as well. Uh, so this is another barrier to overcome. Um, so any tool and any, anything that can help, uh, it's great. Yeah, well, I'm an audio guy, so you can imagine like, uh, it's actually quite challenging as well to, uh, to get written content. That's why I was behind this uh, eyeless. Um, Omar, this has been terrific. Of course, all the things that you mentioned uh, will be on the show notes, episode 373. Um, in the meantime, how best can anyone reach out to you and connect? What's the best way of getting in touch? So the best way is sending an email. Um... To, to our support at uh, sensible.com or personally to omer at sensible.com. Um, and you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. So I'm, I'm everywhere. So if you get my name uh, right, which is not easy, uh, you can find me uh, easily. Terrific, Omar. I, I've loved this subject and I love the internet of things. I mean, you, just describing the way that we can walk in 
uh, go to bed and our heating and climate control will be able to adjust accordingly. It's so super, super cool. And that's why I love this podcast, meeting people like you and on, on entrepreneurs that are changing the world. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. So remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show. Also remember this episode has been brought to you by Apptentive. They are sponsoring this show. Go and show them some love. Go and check out apptentive.com forward slash app guy. It's a unique page set up for us and they get to try uh, to help you with a free mobile app consultation. Uh, it will enable you to do effective two-way communication with your users of your app. So go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy apptentive.com forward slash app guy thank you so much to apptentive for supporting the show so if you're interested in product hunt let me just give you one final update as well i mean i i love the website and there is going going to be a big revamp uh which uh should have happened by the time you hear this message uh, which means podcasts uh, i think are getting onto the home page uh, this is a big deal and so uh, if you're interested in uh, Product Hunt and you have an account, uh, but you don't have the ability to submit podcasts or comment, then uh, do uh, reach out to me, get in touch, because uh, I do have one invite where uh, I am uh, hoping that uh, someone listening to this will actually hunt uh, the past episodes uh, and do that over, over time. So uh, I can put together all the uh, links and stuff that you'll need. And uh, uh, that would be great if uh, you could actually, um, I mean, obviously, if you have the ability to do that already, uh, then uh, go ahead and feel free to uh, hunt your favorite episode uh, because it will mean getting onto the homepage of uh, Product Hunt. And um, getting onto the homepage uh, does actually mean uh, quite a few thousand uh, people will be looking at it so uh, please do that go ahead um, submit if you can if not uh, do get in touch with me and uh, I do have uh, one invite uh, where I can uh, give that uh, to my uh, most loyal uh, listener so thanks very much for listening to this uh, announcement and I look forward to getting another episode to you shortly bye for now <laughs>